You just made the list. Well, Andy freaking God. I am 100% certain that I am 0% sure of what I'm going to do. Well, we should make a list. Lists are good. Lists are good. Lists are good. I love you in your face. Hey, best friends. Welcome to Lost in Lists. It's a podcast that loves lists and lists its loves. My name is Dan Connell Pasek, and I am the host of this podcast. Each week, I invite a guest, and we rank our top five of some category. Now, we mostly won't claim that our rankings are the greatest choices, but we love them, and we will defend them tooth and nail. Enjoy! Hey there, best friends. Welcome to Lost and Lists. John Andrus, how are you doing, buddy? Pretty good, Dan. It's been forever. So long. Yeah, I mean, technically one week, but like it's been a longer time than that because we recorded our last one before Christmas. How was your Christmas? How was your New Year? Give me three highlights. Ready, set, go. Watching America burn to the ground. Oh, dear. <laughs> this was not what I was expecting you to say right away. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay. It's funny, but it's true. Uh, My favorite meme that I've seen on Facebook so far is the guy with the horns and the blue and white uh-huh. and like the like open shirt and yeah. like his chest is there. And I think it's something like, and you thought 2020 was bad. <laughs> yeah. Or like it's like right. six days into 2021. Oh, good golly. Okay, yeah, so. I, I saw something similar. It was like. Uh, 2021, I got your seven-day free trial, yes. and I want to take it back. My Aunt Nina. Yeah. Love you, Aunt Nina. She <laughs> posted Aunt that. Aunt Nina. Oh, did she? She posted that. And oh, was, I probably I mean, saw it from her then. She's right. Completely. Yeah. Okay, so watching our nation burn, number one. <laughs> Two more. Uh, being with my kids. Aww, it's wonderful. That's nice. I'm a little sad. One of our kids has like left the nest. Yeah. And so him being home for a week was nice. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know. We love you, John Mark. <sighs> Sad that he's not around. Right. Uh, but Trent's still here till the end of January because her college doesn't start till February 1st, which is great. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, family. Yeah, nice. So wait, was family two and three? Sure. No. They're I just that said important. Fa- fa- family was two, but. Uh, and then um, number one was being able to go to Iowa. Um, my, oh, yeah. Uh, so the real, the big praise, if it's three big praises or things, is that my parents got COVID. Okay. Thanks, parents. Way to go. Yeah. They're both in their 80s, and they got they came down with mm-hmm. COVID uh, like around December 1st. Okay. Which was perfect timing, because they were I able mean, to get over is. it, it and then is. we could go visit them because, you know, they're not at risk anymore. Right, right. So- it was great. So we all went there for th- Christmas, and it was great. Good. Um, my mom has COVID right now. Mm. So do my brother and my sister-in-law. How are they doing? Uh, my mom is doing okay, but my brother and sister-in-law, I guess, are pretty sick, like oh, vomiting sick. So, But no hospital yet. No. Don't say the word yet, John. I'm, I'm just saying a lot of people but go to the hospital. Correct. Ooh. They do. And no, not. not. My, my mom did go to the hospital, but only to get like the drug mix that they're like giving oh, out. Okay. Um, and... She was just there, got the shot, and then left. She wasn't impatient. Okay. I'm going to say that it is ironic that my sister, who's a nurse, and my father, who works in the hospital, have been totally fine. But three (laughs) of my family members that don't work in hospitals (laughs) were the ones that got COVID. So, um, yeah, just uh, hoping and praying that they recover quickly. I'm I'm grateful that my mom, who is, um, you know, obviously the oldest, is is doing all right. So, yeah, yeah. How How about you? Um, Three things over break. Ready, set, go. So, number one. 
this wasn't necessarily a highlight, but it was a big part of the break is that I helped my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law move. They just moved to Indiana this oh, okay. like like last week or so. Where in Indiana? Plymouth, Indiana, which I guess is near South Bend. Or so. Oh, okay. So way north. Yeah, like two okay. two and a half hours away from us, which is kind of cool. Um, and I, I'm one. Here's why I'm weird, John. I mean, there's several reasons, but here's why I'm weird. I actually Truth. like, <laughs> I like helping people move. Oh, I think okay. it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I don't like helping people pack. And Jason and Sarah, if you listen to this, I appreciate you. I love you, but that you did not have your stuff packed. But they eventually <laughs> did, and we got it in the truck. And I, I am one of those weird people that I really like helping people move. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily say that's a highlight. It was just kind of one thing that sure. happened, but it was still. Good. I also helped someone move this last week, Ooh. and they also were not packed. Well, people, get your stuff in yeah. the boxes before you get your friends to come over and help you. <laughs> It's okay. It happens. Um, I'm, I guarantee that the next time I move or the next time we move, it will be not packed properly. But that's my goal. Um, although I have tell you, I, I will tell you that it is made me want to purge. Like I want to like mm-hmm. get rid of stuff now, even though I'm like I don't need to get rid of this. Yeah. I want to get rid of it. I don't know what it would be, but I just want to purge. <laughs> um, second thing that I did over break. I just it was I mean it was restful I guess when it comes to it oh Lori and I bought some board games nice. this is more my wife than me but sure. she bought some board games your wife so is like, really cool she's pretty fantastic yeah. but she bought this game called Trekking okay have you heard of it I have okay. it's the national park game right yes have you I, played it I haven't played it let's play sure we have it I hear it's a lot like Ticket to Ride it's very Ticket to Ride and I like Ticket to Ride yes and I love national parks I don't know if you know this about me but it's like me. a bucket list item for me to go to every national park okay including the ones that like have no ranger station and no employees guarding oh. them so like there's like seven national parks in Alaska can you name one of them um no, because the only one in Alaska that I can name off the top of my head is Denali. Yeah. And they have a ranger station oh, and rangers at Denali. Okay. Um, but there's there's seven of them like in northern Alaska. You can only get to by plane, and there's no rangers anywhere. That's pretty cool. You fly in. You land in this airstrip. You're abandoned by the pilot. Okay, I don't like and that. And then there is literally no, no, no one there but you and grizzly bears. No, listen. I and saw the movie I, Into the Wild, <laughs> and it scared me to death. No, I will not do that. I, I would seriously love that. I would love it. I'm just going to start eating plants, and that's how I'm going to die. Um, my you can just have the pilot pick you up in like a day. You just have to survive the bear attacks for one day. You can do it. Not possible. <laughs> I I like trekking because here we go. We're talking about board games again. It's, it is like Ticket to Ride, but you don't have to lay down all those stinking trains, and sure. it doesn't get annoying and uh, you know, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot more manageable. Um, so we did play some different board games that were new to us, which is which was pretty cool. And then I don't know. I just kind of say that like it's it's good to not be doing things. Like it was good to just yeah. kind of like relax and it was relaxing. Chill. So I'll if, take it. I I finished Breaking Bad with my daughter Trinity. Oh, was this your first time through? It was her first time through. Oh. It was my third time through. I just feel like that's scary for Trinity. Did she handle it okay? She really has an interesting personality. She okay. has a little interesting personality. Right, like she's, this doesn't seem like it's She's very emotional, uh-huh. and she gets scared very easily. Okay. Um, But she ate it up. She loves Good. it. Good. So we already watched the um, first couple episodes of Better Call Saul. Oh. And we also watched the movie, the El Camino movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Have you seen it? I have. Okay. Yeah. So I liked it more as like, oh, this is cool. It goes with Breaking Bad as opposed to like, this is amazing. It's a great piece of, you know, I just absolutely. Like, oh, it's fun to revisit this world. again. Yeah. Um, it was important for us to do it because Trinity was she, even though Jesse lit uh, spoiler alert, oh, even yeah. though People, Jesse lives, so many years old. <laughs> even though Jesse lives at the end of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, she felt so bad for him. Really? She was like convulsive crying oh, and like just so sad. And so El Camino was actually nice because it continued that story yep. from right where it left off yep. and um, was able to see him, you know, get relaxed time in, in Alaska. Like we were just talking about. Hey, trekking. Look at that. Look at that. We come full circle. Um, well, it just as like, uh, you know, dystopian. Breaking Bad is. That's not really dystopian, but it definitely feels like it. We're, we're talking about... For Jesse it is. For Jesse it is. We are talking about the very dystopian TV show Black Mirror today with our friend Jeremy Wickler. Nice. So I think that you will enjoy it. And uh, there are some episodes of Black Mirror that you will not enjoy. Do not watch them. We talk about them. Trinity and I are starting this immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Don't start with the first episode. Uh, enjoy this episode of Lost and Lists. Thanks so much for listening. Their best friend Jeremy Wickler. Welcome back to Lost in Lists. How's it going, my buddy? Yeah, great. Thanks for having me back. Happy to be here. I just called you my buddy, as in like that toy doll as a kid, my buddy I, and kid sister. Do you remember that? I had a my buddy. I do remember that. I did too. I, I, I remember the jingle and uh yeah, everything. <laughs> I don't mean it in such a way that I could like pick you up and throw you over my shoulder, which I know I've done in the past. However, um, I just appreciate your friendship. This got off to a weird start, but I'm glad you are here today on the show. So, Thanks. Jeremy, uh, as you know, as a returning guest, we always ask, and by we, I mean me, I always ask, what is something new that's been going on in your life since the last time that we talked? And then we'll get into our impromptu list. So, bring us up to speed. Catch us up. What's been going on with Team Wickler, specifically you? Sure, sure. Well, you know, uh, not a lot has changed. Uh, you know, uh, I was actually thinking my daughter, uh, Brighton, said kind of at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, in mid-March last year, um, when I was explaining that I was working from home, she was like, and you're going to be doing it all year. And I like, I like <laughs> actually, I laughed and I like spat out water at the time. It was so funny. Anyway, I'm still working from home. <laughs> Brighton was right. <laughs> she was 100% correct. Uh, I've improved my work from home setup. You know, um, I had been planning uh, before the pandemic began to have uh, my 20 year high school class reunion. I had been, um, Oh yeah. And are we, you in charge of that? Well, you know, I, I was working on it with uh, my friend Shabu. I believe you. Shabu. Yeah. What yeah. A, Shabu's a treasure. Yeah. Uh, and we ended up doing it, uh, you know, over zoom and it was a lot of fun. A lot of people showed That's up. Awesome. Uh, we did like trivia. We, you know, watched a video of our class from back then, you know, we just caught up. Wow. So it, it was fun. So we, you know, we've been making the best of everything. Um, it's been good. Did Teresa show up? She, <laughs> Teresa showed up. Yep. Yay! <laughs> yeah, our, yeah, that's yeah. random. Got both of the Cedarville people on the line. It was good. <laughs> All right, go Yellow Jackets. Uh, were you your class president when you were your senior year of high school? No, no, I wasn't. Oh, okay. the class president was on. So, okay, but you're just Mister Popular, so you're like, let's get this thing going. I appreciate it. Exactly, exactly. That's that's correct. <laughs> That's that's awesome. So, Jeremy, as you know, as a returning guest, not only do we want to get caught up with what's going on, but I also have an impromptu list. How are you feeling about it right now? 
anxious, uh, you know, uh, the fact that you are going to ask me uh, to n- name top five of what could be anything. Um, yeah, it gives me, oh, sure. gives me anxiety. But, you know, g- go for it. We'll see if I completely blank out or if I have, you know, if I end up saying uh, my favorite snack is water or whatever. <laughs> we'll see I'm what so happens. I'm so happy that that has <laughs> spilled into so many episodes. <laughs> yeah. And just as I've, I mean, that is something you, that a prior guest said in response to one of your top five questions. So anyway, we'll, we'll see. A- That's amazing. Okay, so not to say exactly what we're talking about yet, although when people download this episode or they look at it, they look at the title. Uh, We're talking about Black Mirror today, and Black Mirror is described as a piece of dystopia. So, Jeremy, you know where I'm going now. Besides Black Mirror, can you give me three to five of your favorite novels or movies or TV shows that deal with dystopia? Ready, set, go. Uncle David. Would love this. Well, that's favorite. a good point. <laughs> let me just try. Let me just try to name five things that do. Okay. Dystopia. Well, if you can give me one, I'll take one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think. George Saunders has a collection of short stories that uh, Civil Warland in Bad Decline that all take place in a dystopian world and actually like a dystopian theme park. Um, so that would be one that I would think of. Uh, Wait, what is it called? Civil War Land in Bad Decline. Ooh, that sounds fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So I'll go with that one. Um, I don't know. I was just going to go Hunger Games. Like, that was going to be mine. <laughs> well, maybe Hunger Games. I don't know. Well, uh, Hunger Games is good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll add that to my list. Um, okay, so that's two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Five dystopian things. I'm I mean, I'll take three or I'll take two. Dystopia might not be your jam. Yeah, it, I mean, it was for a while, but I'm I'm really kind of struggling to think of five um, on the spot. Fahrenheit uh, four fifty one. Fahrenheit four fifty one. Uh, sure, I've read that. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I guess you know you're obvious. Like, I mean, they're getting refer- they're getting referenced for all the wrong reasons. I feel like right now, but you know, I liked 1984. I liked Animal yep, Farm. Yep. Um, so, you know, throw those George The United Orwell. States of America right now, today on July on right. January 9th. I mean, I, I gotta, <laughs> you know, you, you have me here with a stack of books set up for, you know, to hold my phone on. And I have, uh, you know, a Margaret Atwood book. I mean, I really like The Handmaid's, oh. the Handmaid's Tale. Is a, it's yeah. really good. I, I've never watched the show, but the book The Handmaid's Tale was really good. Um, so yeah. I'll put that on my list. I think I think collectively we've named five things. Um, I think that those are your top five. <laughs> they, the, oh, they've got to be since they're they're the five that were just mentioned. <laughs> no, I think I, 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 I'm I'm comfortable with that list that we just kind of ramblingly assembled together. <laughs> okay, your turn. Give me a list of five. Okay, uh, let's do the top five pieces of technology that you own. Um, the first thing that's going to laugh that you're going to laugh about this is my phone. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a second because John yells at me about it. Your phone is stupid. It's, my phone is stupid. I just got this Versa 3 Fitbit watch that I love because I can swim and track my calories while I swim. I'm on a calorie tracking um, world right now. Uh, my laptop that I use for school. I know that's kind of basic. My Amazon Alexa, which right now we have unlimited music to, and that makes my life fantastic because I can just yell out any song and it drives Lori crazy. And fifth. Do you not use Spotify? I don't use Spotify. That's a whole other conversation. Can I get on your account? Of course. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Uh, My fifth piece of technology. 
can I say? Oh, 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 oh. My microphone. I have a microphone at home that I that I sometimes use for podcasts when I have to do sound at home. <laughs> and I like it so much because I got it right before pandemic. And it's been super, 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 super those are my five pieces of technology. Wonderful. You didn't need my help. <laughs> and I feel like dystopian and technology is going to perfectly segue into our topic today. So let's take a quick break. And then after my sponsored ad, which I always have, <laughs> we'll go ahead and talk about our topic for today. Sound good? Sounds great. audience a little bit today what are we talking about why are we talking about it and explain a little bit about it because if our audience has no idea what this show is they are going to need some background so or if like a co-host has no idea what you've what, never seen any of uh, oh jeremy i don't know anything about it please enlighten us yeah so you already said the title it's black mirror um it's a tv series it's on netflix um it's a as you said, kind of a British uh, dystopian science fiction anthology series. Um, and it's had five seasons so far um, with a movie as well. Um, and I, to get a sense of like the tone of the show, a lot of people said that the the year 2020 was actually the sixth season of Black Mirror, <laughs> which kind of gives I would you an idea. attest to that. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty dark show a lot of the time. Um, you know, often a bunch of terrible things happen. Um, and, you know, when we say it's an anthology series, so each episode is a standalone. They're not, you know, it's not a connected story from one episode to the next. The, the only connection is the fact that there's some sort of technology in each episode and it's showing how the characters in that story relate to it and you often how it like destroys their lives yes um, pretty much <laughs> but yeah and it's a, you know the anthology aspect reminds me a little bit of like i used to watch like the old alfred hitchcock presents i'm not sure if you've ever seen that um but Definitely. so you or, or it maybe if I, I didn't really get into it but the twilight zone or the new twilight yeah. zone you know so um but anyway uh you know part of the the reasoning why i picked it uh you know, well, you know, I was listening to actually your podcast about short stories with Jared Lawrence. And yeah. yeah, and he said, you know, I wanted to talk about short stories because you can recommend them to people and it's something they can, you know, they can consume in a relatively short period of time, as opposed to like recommending they catch up on The Sopranos or read like a 700 page novel or something like that. <laughs> and I, I feel like you know, Black Mirror fits that, that you can pick and choose what you want to watch. You can just watch an episode that sounds interesting to you. But I actually mm-hmm. think that we're doing one better here in that I'm not recommending that you watch this show at all. No, in fact, no, in some instances, no. I'm specifically saying, please don't watch this episode. <laughs> so yes, that uh, will come up you know, for sure today. 
And that really gets to like the reasoning of doing this is it makes me a bit uncomfortable to discuss this show. And I was like, that's kind of a good reason because you've done so many episodes or you've talked so much about Parks and Rec or, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, The Good Place or Schitt's Creek. And you're always like, it's about kindness and we just need that. This is the opposite. This is taking your podcast (laughs) and making it get like really kind of nasty and dirty, you know, and, you know, so basically it was either like we should do the top five episodes of Black Mirror, or we should do something like, you know, our top five favorite sins to do or something along those lines. <laughs> gluttony. Just... My favorite is gluttony. <laughs> yeah. And so this just seemed, you know, for free. So it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a popular show. It's, it, you know, uh, even though John hasn't seen an episode, uh, maybe mm. after this, he'll, he'll, he'll be further entrenched in his decision not to watch it. <laughs> well, no, definitely Definitely after this, he'll know which ones to watch and which ones to completely avoid because there's only 22 episodes and then there's the movie. Uh, We'll talk about the movie a little bit later on, not as much in detail because I like the episodes a lot more than I like the movie, but I agree completely with you. In fact, the first I had ever heard of this show was from you and you had brought it up and then you had said, but don't watch the first episode. We'll talk about it later. And I agree completely. It's an anthology anthology show. You can watch any of these 22 episodes. They completely stand alone. There's one episode that kind of has some um, allusions to some other episodes, which is kind of fun. But um, any of these episodes, you can just kind of pick and choose. And there's some famous people in them. Some are very, very, very dark and twisted. And some are not. Depending on your tastes and your... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> your preferences you're definitely going to uh be able to choose which episode of black mirror you want to watch okay that sounds good yeah so out of out of the 22 we're gonna suggest uh the top five that jeremy suggests the top five that i suggest and then i've got a little bit of a fun surprise of of a, a way to tie it up all together in the end but i'll explain that when i get to that so jeremy start us off what is your number five episode for black mirror okay <laughs> I'm not recommending these. I just want to be 100% clear. Wait, you're not recommending any of any of these? Well, let me just number 5. Okay. Is The National Anthem, season 1, episode Our 1. Our friendship is over. Our friendship <laughs> oh. is over. So, so wait, you're saying you like me, that listen, episode or you don't like you don't like This it. is one of Okay, Jeremy, it's Jeremy's number 5. It is one of my least favorite episodes i will never watch it again and i would put it in my bottom five but jeremy this is your chance to talk it's your list explain i'm not saying you should watch it again i've never watched it again okay okay here so let me you're objectively saying it's the fifth best episode to watch i'm saying it is number five on my list today (laughs) okay of list of black episodes that jeremy put together for the podcast i'm not saying best i'm not saying favorite i'm not saying i recommend it so let me set it up for people i'm gonna stop talking you talk about the national anthem yeah yeah okay i'll set it up basically that you know this takes place in great britain a princess a member of the royal family has been kidnapped the people who have kidnapped the princess they make a very unusual and disturbing demand on the prime minister. I won't say specifically what they demand, but they make a Thank demand you. on him that's disturbing, and they require him to do it on national television. And 
the prime minister it's it's of course a ridiculous thing to request um but then people start kind of following in real time and you kind of see how the national uh like opinion of the prime minister is being formed in real time as he's deciding whether to do or not do what has been asked of him or whether to find another way to get the princess back without you know succumbing to this demand and and, and this request uh you know look <laughs> look i warned <laughs> you I, said, I think that this is you know as much as i say don't watch the first episode and i repeat it again here i also yes. say this is a gateway to the show in that yes. you realize this show you know it's about technology and it can go to dark places and it can break the conventions that you think are set up it can go outside of the borders that you think tv shows are kind of you know this imaginary line that shows stay within you know it reminds me of the movie psycho in that way and to the extent oh, that some, okay if, if somebody hasn't seen psycho i guess you can skip ahead at this point go watch psycho and then come back <laughs> but you know janet lee cast in psycho you know headlining the, the movie and then very early on and this would be the part where you would skip uh, on the podcast very early on she's killed in the famous shower scene and that was mm-hmm. shocking at the time and that broke mm-hmm. conventions because you don't just kill your lead actress right um, th- and i'm not saying that specific thing happens in this episode i'm saying they did something that you didn't think was going to happen in this episode i'll yep. put it that way it's shocking and it goes it makes you kind of go okay black mirror it can go any number of places i don't know i shouldn't you know I, I shouldn't abide by my normal set of expectations for what a TV show could do. Um, and I don't know that any other episode after it ever really follows that model. They, there's shocking stuff. There's disturbing stuff. But I think this is the most shocking and disturbing. And it really caused, I think, a visceral reaction. It caused a visceral, re- visceral reaction for you just hearing that I yeah. picked it. And so that's yes. kind of why I put it on this list. I thought of putting other things at number five. Uh, other safer things, but I wanted this to be uh, a less safe zone. <laughs> <laughs> so I will tell you that as go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. You go ahead. Tell me. Tell me what you love about this episode. <laughs> I love nothing about this episode. Actually, the only thing that I do appreciate about what you just said is that you made some great points as far as it being a gateway to the show. I mean, it, it is definitely one that I would say. Um, Look, I started with this episode and I then took a little bit of time before I watched the second episode. So I watched like what my my journey with Black Mirror is I watched the first couple of episodes and then I took a break and then I just started jumping around to different episodes. OK, um, I did start with this episode. It didn't take it didn't shut me off completely to the show. It shut me off for a little bit of time to the show. But you are right in the in exactly what you say. They are setting up for you what they're going to do in terms of um, how you are going to maybe necessarily feel towards other episodes. Uh, it, it is very clear that there will be a bleak tone at times. And I can think of another episode that I we might mention a little bit later on, depending if this pops up on your list. And if it does, then our friendship is completely over. But there is another episode that had such a strong reaction for me that um, almost like just destroyed me. And so um, I do also love that the title is The National Anthem, which I think is an amazing title for that episode. But um, I don't agree with you. It's not on my top five list 
it is a very interesting episode, but I do kind of respect and understand why you put it there. Yeah, and I don't know that I have any of the others on my list that are the ones that completely shock you. I mean, that make you feel like you need a shower and like yeah. Anyway, so um, what 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 is your number five episode? My number five is from season one. It's the third episode, the entire entire history of you. That's my number five on the list. Let me tell you a little bit about what the premise is. I got this off of Wikipedia, so you know it's legit. And then uh, I'll tell you why I like this episode. So the episode is set in a future where a quote-unquote grain technology, so it's something implanted into your body, uh, records people's audiovisual senses, allowing a person to rewatch their memories. The lawyer, Liam, attends a dinner party with his wife, Fionn, becoming jealous and paranoid after seeing her interact with a friend of hers, Jonas. This leads him to scrutinize his memories and Fionn's claims about the nature of her relationship with Jonas. So the basic premise of this episode is that there is this dude and everybody or a lot of people in the world have something implanted in them where it records all of their memories and then they can put it up on a screen or some sort of technology and be able to rewatch certain things that they saw. So the episode starts off with the main character rewatching an interview and then he's scrutinizing what he did well in the interview, what he didn't do well in the interview. And this is one of those things that is a lot more far-fetched than some of the other pieces of, of Black Mirror. Like there's some things in Black Mirror where you're like, oh, that could happen. I don't like that. And then there's some things in Black Mirror where you're like, oh, no, 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 no. That's never going to happen. And, and, and I think... I think <laughs> that that is this one is a little bit more towards that. Um, but what I like about the episode, or at least what I think is interesting about the episode, is that uh, this lesson of like about being able to let go of the past is is such a crucial life lesson. Like we have to, you know, not judge other people's necessarily times on their on their past decisions. People can change. Um, but if we can get too hung up on maybe somebody else's past actions or things like that, that could possibly destroy us or kind of make us go mad and go crazy. One thing I do like about the episode is that there is a character in the episode who does not have the grain technology. And, you know, she talks a little bit about um, how somebody uh, uh, like hurt her and, and actually like cut it out of her. Um, and she doesn't have the grain technology. And they're all kind of like, whoa, this is crazy that you don't have that. Why wouldn't you have this? Whoa. Um, and then the rest of the episode continues. It's 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 a very serious episode. It is steeped in relationships, the 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 interworkings of them. I think it's a fascinating, great episode. It's my number five. Yeah, I, I think that's a good pick. Uh, I like that episode too. I had, you know, a strong reaction to this the plot. And I I think it has a good plot too. It's one of those episodes that has a, a yes, pretty good story. Um, and I like I like that setup that you mentioned, you know, the interview, and that's kind of the beginning of the episode, and you're not sure if that's where the episode is going and what it's about, but it's really just introducing the technology. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you said the character comes home from an interview to a party, and the people are like, okay, you know, basically put up on the TV so we can all see yeah. your interview you just had, and so we can all, like, provide critique for you. <laughs> it's like this nightmare. But that's scenario. interesting, because I would do something similar to that in my own life if I thought about this for a second like I've had conversations with my wife Lori where I've said oh but this person said this and, and like let's just say an interview in general where I'd say oh I feel good about this but I didn't feel good about this and then trying to convey it I mean to be able to be like well why don't you watch the interview and can see it is actually kind of a cool thing but um, no, 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 no. We don't need this. This is yeah. not a good thing. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. You're like the person who invented the technology, Danny. Oh, it's a cool thing. It's, yes. It, 
This is showing you what happens when you do admit it. It's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, I think it's really one of the best episodes. It's in season one. It's at the very beginning. And before we continue, we should probably say, and, and I'll say this real quick. So a majority of the episodes of Black Mirror are written by a guy named Charlie Brooker. Now, I did a little research on Charlie Brooker. Charlie Brooker actually started off as a, if I, let me make sure I get this correct, like a video game like critic, like he wrote for a video game magazine. And, uh, you know, through a series of events that we don't need to talk necessarily about on this show, he ends up um, creating the show Black Mirror. This episode is directed by a guy named Brian Welsh. The writer is Jesse Armstrong. And the two main characters are Toby Kebbell and Jodie Whittaker. Um, or, or, or those are the actors that play these roles. And you'll see a lot of my list. This might be a little bit of foreshadowing here for you, Jeremy, that it's a lot of... Um, it's all about relationships. It's all about relationships on my list today. So that might give you a little bit of a heads up of the theme that I have. So, yeah, that's my number five. Good pick. What's your number four? Okay, my number four is, it's actually not part of one of the seasons, and it's not the movie. It's, oh. It's the Christmas special, <laughs> White oh. Christmas. Uh, it came between seasons two and three. Um, oh, that's such a good one. And it's like, it's pretty much a two-hander between uh a character played by John Hamm and a character yeah. played by not John Hamm, somebody else. <laughs> Sorry, other actor. <laughs> but it's somebody famous. I can't remember who it is, but I've seen his face before. <laughs> okay, well, if you if you get the name, you let me know. But basically, the two characters they're hunkered down together. It's there's a blizzard going on, and they start telling kind of stories to each other about their past. You know what their lives have been like um, before they ended up in this place where they're you know working on something together during a blizzard. And so there are three stories. Um, John Hamm's character tells two of them, not John Hamm tells one. Um, and the first story, you know, is about a, a piece of technology that's like an optical implant that allows John Hamm's character to like help people out with their dating lives and tell them what to do and tell them how to seduce women and things like that. The second one, it's a little bit harder to explain, but basically John Hamm's character worked for a company that took out like a piece of your consciousness and it based in the show, it's represented as like a tiny version of you that becomes mm -hmm. like your personal assistant, like a, a, like a very advanced version of, and I hate to say this cause I think I have it in the room, but a very advanced version of Alexa or Siri. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and basically though, his job was to, tr and, and now, now uh, she's talking behind me, uh, but uh, uh, this is real life black mirror. Exactly. Uh, but John Hamm's character's job was to like, to s pound that consciousness into submission because that, that consciousness thinks like it's a person and he's like, no, you're a personal assistant and you're going to learn to be a personal assistant. And it, it's the first time in a Black Mirror episode where they deploy this kind of idea of the consciousness being pulled out and having its own existence. And then also this idea of to, to pound that consciousness into submission, he has the ability to make it experience time differently. And so Ugh. like for like a minute of his time he can make it so it's like a hundred years for the consciousness. Mm -hmm. So that's how he punishes the consciousness to force it to like spend a hundred years of boredom, just sitting at a desk to then be like, yeah. okay, now are you going to comply? It's really sick and twisted, but that's that story. And I 
I'm going to pause you for a second because that's the part that I hated the most about that. And I, I think that this is a really interesting episode, but I hated with a deep passion that portion. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, it's awful. It's, it makes you feel sick watching it. It's this torture mm-hmm. that he's doing. Um, and then the third story is the not John Hamm character telling about, you know, his girlfriend who is pregnant and then they get in a fight and she decides to block him, which the technology mm-hmm. in that story is that they actually get their faces blurred and they can't see each other. And so they can't find he can't find his girlfriend. But then his girlfriend dies later after having the child. And so he goes mm-hmm. to try to find the child. And it's the story of what happens when he goes to try to find the child. And so all those stories kind of relate together in the end. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's I, I, it's just an interesting episode. John Hamm's performance is good. I'm sure the other guy did a great job, too. Yeah. Um, you know. The other guy is a name by Rafe Spall. And the reason I know him is because he is the interview in the movie Life of Pi or the guy that's interviewing um, the main character in Life of Pi. Okay. So I was like, I know there's a connection and I love the movie Life of Pi. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I haven't seen Life of Pi, but I'm sure, and I imagine I've seen him in other things that just slipped my mind. Um, yeah. I just, you know, I need some sort of technology to be able to remember these things better and play them back. I'm sure it's uh, on its way. But again, this isn't necessarily an episode I'm recommending. It does have that very dark second story, which is really kind of makes you feel sick to your stomach watching it. Um, but... You know, uh, it does lay the groundwork for other things that happen in other Black Mirror episodes. Um, yeah. And it's, it, 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 you know, as far as Black Mirror episodes go, it's, I think it's a pretty good one. And I'll tell you, that episode is is um, a very popular one. It's It's gotten some pretty good reviews. John Hamm, big name. There's, you know, not a lot of episodes of Black Mirror that have a lot of big name actors or actresses on them. Um, that one was hard for me to watch. I think it's a good episode. It's not as hard to watch as something like the National Anthem was. But that is a is, is an episode that I thought about rewatching but didn't want to because I remember the feelings I had when I was done with that episode and just... Like, honestly, I didn't like those feelings, and so I was like, I don't want to go back and relive those feelings again. I will tell you that I rewatched um, two episodes to be able to prepare for this podcast, um, and they are my number one and my number two. So that's, you know, again, you're getting a little bit more foreshadowing in, in kind of maybe what I what I chose. But all that to say that um, that's a great pick because it is a very interesting episode and very indicative of Black Mirror, but not one that I would want to watch again. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what what was what was your number four, which was also not worthy of a rewatch, apparently? <laughs> OK, it was not worthy of a rewatch, but I just so I'll tell you, I, I'm going to I'll tell you. Originally, my number four was going to be playtest, but I kicked it off the list. And uh, the reason why I put the entire history of you as number five is because I think the entire history of you is a solid episode. I think it's one that everybody should watch if they were going to watch Black Mirror. It might not necessarily be my number five when I think of maybe favorites, but I thought it needs to be on the list. And so I was going to put Playtest as number four, but I was like, nope, I like this one a little bit more. And I watched this one um, rather recently, and it's one of the shortest Black Mirror episodes, and it's called Metalhead. Metalhead is my number four. Now, let me read for you the basic premise of Metalhead. And if you're just like, I want the quickest Black Mirror episode, this is one that you should watch. So um, the premise is Metalhead is filmed entirely in black and white, which is pretty cool. And it follows the plight of Bella trying to flee from robotic dogs, quote unquote dogs, after the unexplained collapse of human society. Now, Basically, when you watch this episode, like it says, it's black and white. So that kind of gives it a very unique um, 
feel to it. Uh, the director is a guy named David Slade. Charlie Brooker wrote this one as well. And our main actress is a woman by the name of Maxine Peake. And there's a couple of other characters in this as well. Let me first tell you this, that Maxine Peake, the actress in this episode, I think is, is, is fantastic. She carries this entire episode with not even talking that much. Just in her expression, in her voice, in her facial reactions, and what, and what she has to do in the episode. It's a very, very physical episode. It makes me feel like I'm watching a um, a version of the Richard, Con- Richard Connell short story, The Most Dangerous Game, actually play out with this dog, um, robotic dog that's trying to to get to Maxine and, and, and trying to get to kill her. Um, and there's there's no necessarily explanation why society has collapsed or you see very few people or why these dogs are necessarily um, going after her. It's one of those episodes that um, has very little plot holes and you just kind of have to accept a lot of what's going on in, in, in the episode and not necessarily any sort of backstory or explanation. But all I got to say is that it's 40 minutes. It's captivating. It's um, kind of high adrenaline at times. Um, there's a scene where she gets into a house and that just puts me immediately on edge and has a very, very interesting ending to it. So my number four is Metalhead. Where would Metalhead fit in your world of, of Black Mirror? Yeah, uh, good question. I'm not sure, but I, you know, when, when you described it, I, I had fonder feelings of it than I did. I kind of just was like, oh, I that was a basic premise. There wasn't a ton to it, mm-hmm. but you know, it actually, as you described it, I was think now as we talk about this stuff more, I was thinking about Cormac McCarthy's novel, The Road. Um, oh, definitely. Which. Yeah, when um, when John has to edit this, just go ahead and slip that in as one of my five dystopian. There you you go. I'm sure sure you can figure all that out. Just you know, do your wizardry, (laughs) make it so it's a very succinct top five. No, I'm kidding. But um, but you know, that's a that's a very sparse story. Of course, I I never saw the movie version, but the book it's a very sparse story. There's not a lot explained. You're just it's something bad happened. Here's yeah, where things yeah. are, you know, and a lot has changed. And with Metalhead, you know, the the dog robot looks a lot like that robot that you see all the time in the news that you know can open doors or whatever. Like that that it yellow does. and black one. It looks it <gasps> looks almost never identical about to that it. Before. Yeah, it's so creepy. Um, and I won't I won't explain the scene completely. I won't ruin the scene. But there's a really tense scene where she's in a tree, and the the robot yes. is at the bottom, and you know, the robots, um, you know, I think it kind of powers down in when yep. she's not active, but when she moves, it powers back up again. So it, it can conserve its energy and she has to figure out a way. How do I get away when I'm stuck up in a tree and it's at the bottom of the tree? That's maybe the best part of that episode as I think back to it. Um, although maybe the house parts, you know, the house parts pretty tense too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, good pick. I w- it wasn't one I was thinking of for the top five, but I think it's a, it's certainly worthy. You know, it's no national anthem, but. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing about that episode is that it has its peaks and valleys of adrenaline i mean it's action-packed it kind of gets up and down um it's and 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 i would recommend them and like even though jeremy just said i don't know if i would recommend my no he would say definitely don't recommend his number five and number four i am recommending everyone that's on my list i think it's a it's a good adrenaline packed great 40 something minutes of an episode uh that is uh metalhead so check it out what's your number three well my number three we've already discussed 
It's the entire history of you. Oh, and God, thank you. I mean, I considered thank even putting it higher. You. I just liked it so much when I saw it. And, you know, you mentioned it was written by Jesse Armstrong. Jesse Armstrong is the guy behind Succession, which is a show on HBO oh, that's pretty yeah. popular right now. Another a show I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend, but that I've enjoyed uh, some of. I don't enjoy everything about it listeners um but it's anyway uh, and you know inter- i was i was looking up um some stuff about this episode too and it's interesting apparently robert downey jr bought the rights to this episode to potentially turn really? it into a movie which you know of course he hasn't what? done yet um i don't know that it needs to be longer than it is um it's already you know i don't know how long it is but it's already like you know at lo- the length of half a movie so i don't know why you would need to do that but anyway i mean like you, this this episode caused like you know a, a visceral reaction for me when I watched it. Um, you know, just seeing this character, you know, having these suspicions about his partner, and you know, he keeps kind of replaying his own, you know, his own grain, his own redos of the night to see if he can, you know, piece together the puzzle of what he thinks is happening. And 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 you as the audience are wondering, well, is he just paranoid? Or is there something here? Is something happening? Is he right? And the episode kind of goes down the path of like, well, let's let's see. Let's see if he's kind of just losing his mind because of this technology or if he's actually on to something. And then you're right. Um, it does, you know, if you kind of take it in and think further about it, it does have that that um, that life lesson of learning to like forget forgive and forget the past and you know move forward uh but this is this is a technology that is specifically designed not to allow you to do that <laughs> exactly exactly um i'm 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 just thinking to myself right now so you only have two more that you, that is on your list i am there my number one i am so passionate about and i will truly be so sad if your number one if my number one isn't on your list oh, and no. in my brain i'm right now i'm like oh please please have this on the list somewhere and i i mean i'm glad we overlapped with the entire history of you but i'm thinking about the other episodes that i did not put on my list okay and some that have popped up that are really really well acclaimed and so i am just kind of like oh, i wonder where his one and two are going to go and there is one that is not on my list that i think i'm going to get um persecuted for not maybe two maybe two that's on my list that i'm going to get persecuted okay. for putting on my list because they are really really popular ones um I also hate it when people don't share my opinions. What do you mean? Well, you said you would be upset if he didn't have your same number one. Oh, yeah, right? that's true, I guess. And I'm agreeing with you. I guess I'm a little, like, You must share my jerk. opinions. <laughs> Please agree with me. Okay. <laughs> this is how the world works. Okay. Number. I have a question about Black Mirror. Yeah. Are most of the episodes technology-related? Is it futuristic? So what's funny about it is, Jeremy, do you want to answer it? The question was, is it futuristic? Technology related and futuristic, uh, kind of. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's playing like, you know, I, I don't know. It's not like Blade Runner or something. It's just right. like it's just like you know, roughly this time period. But now there's this. We all accept that we can, you know, watch back what we watched. You know, what happened to us earlier today or whatever. I mean, it's just the technology is inserted into. Uh, a world that looks a lot like our own otherwise that that's the way yeah. it usually is sometimes it's more futuristic but often it's just there's a technology now 
that um, that exists in the world that impacts things. Gotcha. And it's 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 interesting per episode. You know, if I think about Metalhead for a second, Metalhead is is definitely futuristic without a doubt. Um, it would not be something obviously right now. You think of something like National Anthem, which actually doesn't have a lot of technology to it. I mean, it does to a a, a certain degree, but um. Yeah, it just it's it's uh, it just kind of all depends which episode, and that, and and that, I think that's what makes it really interesting when it comes to ranking this is because personal preferences and feelings about how an episode relates to tone and maybe um, if it's a good episode or not or the reality of it plays a really interesting role as far as what you want to put on your list. So, I mean, it goes to show our differences here. All right, you ready for my number three? Yeah, yeah, go for it. My number three, uh, okay, my number three. I'm just gonna say is White Bear. White Bear is an episode that has you going one direction the entire time. And then the last five minutes, it flips it upside down and you're like, what? And Black Mirror does this with a couple of their episodes. Another one of their episodes that is not on my top five is Shut Up and Dance. I could not put Shut Up and Dance on my episode because I felt similar to the national anthem because I felt so sad at the end of shut up and dance. I just, I just, I felt so much sadness white bear. I didn't feel as much sadness at the end because of the situation, but white bear, I feel like could be done today. I feel like if there's enough kind of like, twisted people that would want something like white bear i think it could be done let me just give you the quick premise of of white bear here so white bear this episode follows victoria a woman who does not remember who she is and wakes up in a place where almost everybody is controlled via television signal along with some of the few other unaffected people she must stop the white bear transmitter while surviving merciless pursuers this is directed by Carl Tibbetts. Again, this one's written by Charlie Brooker and stars this uh, woman by the name of Lenora Krishlow. Now, I remember watching this episode and being so on edge of being like, why aren't these people helping her? Essentially, what's happening to this main woman, Victoria, is that she's being chased by some people that are like really disturbing looking like they're in masks they have um weapons it's 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 scary and then you have people just around that are filming and watching and just standing there and like we're in a world where people just film things i mean i i hate to get into this i i'm gonna briefly talk about this you know when i was teaching it's amazing the number of times somebody will film a fight or will film something bad that's going on and won't do anything per se about it um, I can remember a situation a couple years ago where two kids got on got into a fight one kid filmed it and the kid that filmed it was punished just as much as the other two that got into the fight which I I, I kind of thought was a great idea because it's like hey this is this is the, this is a wrong bad thing to do now there is a lot of other things that went into it as well but um I am afraid that white bear is not too far off the mark I put it on my list because it stuck with me longer. The twist at the end of White Bear, I kind of like, even though it makes me very, very, very sad. I kind of like the twist. Um, and it, it's just an episode that stayed with me. What are, what are your impressions on White Bear? Uh, you know, it's interesting that you were comparing it 
to Shut Up and Dance because I do think it's a little bit like Shut Up and Dance light. Um, I don't mm-hmm. I Shut Up and Dance. I, I did not like that episode. It left me with a terrible nope. feeling. Uh, yeah. And th- I feel like White Bear left me with kind of a bad feeling, too, at the end of it. Like mm-hmm. what the what the the turn is at the end. And I'm not going to say what it is. It was like, uh, like. Uh, I know, I know. Uh, and so that was kind of, I don't know, that was kind of my reaction to it. You know, um, you have this concept where the whole episode, you're wondering what on earth is going on. And once you realize why that stuff is happening, mm-hmm. it's like, it's a little bit sickening um, that that would be the, you know, that would be the reasoning behind it. And it's kind of hard to talk about. I don't want to spoil it. It's kind of hard to talk about without getting but into the. Can I ask you this, Jeremy? Do you agree or disagree with me that, a lot of, not a lot, but some of that could actually happen. Like, do you agree that, like, there could be a fair amount of bystanders that would take place in the situation that is White Bear and film it and watch it? Or am I or am I just a miserable person right now <laughs> and don't believe in humanity? I, people could film what's happening, but the, but the thing that's happening could, certainly couldn't happen, at least currently in the United States, right. under our Constitution. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Give it a couple of days. No, I know. Wait. To the extent that we still have a constitution by the time this episode's released. Um <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. But that, that that's not really the hang up for me. It's more just Okay. Like, okay. It's more just like, oh my word, like the ending is the hang up for That's you. what they did. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, like that's not kind of yeah. how I felt. Um says the guy who put national anthem on his list. Right, yeah. I'm not giving you too much uh, freedom to get away with that here. Um, okay, so that's my number three. White Bear, um, clearly not a favorite on Jeremy's list. What's your number two? Okay, my number two is from season four. It's episode four. It's Hang the DJ. Um, Great episode. Great episode. It's it's just, you know, I, I considered it even for a number one, honestly. Uh-huh. But it's just, it's more upbeat than a lot of the episodes um it's about you know these these this couple essentially i mean these characters you know a guy and a girl who are using this futuristic dating app called the system where it sets you up with somebody at, for a predetermined amount of time um and so your date could be two hours or your date could be two weeks um uh-huh. and so the, the the two main characters get set up on a date um, it was, it's, it's not particularly long. They, they hit it off. They have good chemistry. You know, you can see it and then they, you know, get set up with other people and eventually they get set up with each other again and they make a deal that they're not going to look at the device to see how long the date is for. They're just going to experience it. And so it's just, it, you're, you know, it's an episode that's like a, it ha- there, there are a lot of positive feelings you know there's a romance at the center of it there's you know it's not a comedy but there's you know there's like a little bit more lightness to it than a lot of the episodes there's still some dark things to it um because it's black mirror uh um and, right but, it, it, but there's still like you know interesting other stuff that happens in the episode uh that we haven't talked about that we you know we'll leave to the viewers but mm-hmm. uh, yeah hang the dj is my number two Hang the DJ is a great episode, and I just love the positive feeling that you get when you watch that episode. Um, I think one of my, not necessarily like one of my favorite things about that episode, well, okay, those two characters, those two actors have amazing chemistry with each other. They really, really do. They're very opposite in in, 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 in who they are, and it they just have a solid chemistry with each other. Um 
and you know in that in that episode the 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 next so their very first chance that they have with each other is only I think it's 12 hours and then the next encounters that they have is one year for one for the guy and then nine months for the girl and um you follow the guy's storyline and you know right away that he's going to have a horrible year, a horrible year. And my heart just breaks for him in that. Um, that is a great episode just with some fantastic characters. I'm really happy that made your list. Hey, yeah. DJ, good yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah. Good choice. You're, you reminded me of some more things because I haven't had a chance to rewatch it, but you reminded me of some more things about it. I mean, when they get set up with other people, you know, there are certainly like ticks and habits and things those yes. other people do that annoy them you know i think she gets set up with a guy whenever he <sighs> drinks his water after he puts it down he like goes ah. <laughs> and she like it drives her nuts and now i think about it whenever like i drink a cup of water like did i just make a sound after i i mean you do have to breathe <laughs> you drink the water you have to breathe i don't know um but you don't have to smack your lips and go no, you absolutely don't. You can control that. Um, That's awesome. So it's just, you know, a powerful life lesson right there. Don't do that. That's awesome. <laughs> just please be quiet when you drink water. Um, my number two is an episode that actually won Emmy Awards. And you may think to yourself, okay, it's got to be a couple of different things on here because there are two episodes of, of black mirror that have won Emmy awards. And then actually the movie Bandersnatch won some Emmy awards. My number two is San Junipero. Okay. Let me tell you a little bit about San Junipero. San Junipero, it says, this episode is set in a beach resort town named San Junipero where the introverted Yorkie meets the more outgoing Kelly. This episode Director Owen Harris, writer Charlie Brooker, stars Gugu Mbatha-Ra. Did I say her name right? Maybe. Maybe, okay. And Mackenzie Davis. Excuse me, Mackenzie Davis. San Junipero, I'm going to tell you, I... No, I just did the whole, like, lip-smacking thing after drinking water. No, I'd be so... <laughs> I saw patches of that. San Junipero, to me, stands out so uniquely that I think this episode transcends the the feeling of Black Mirror. And here's what I mean by this. When I start an episode of Black Mirror, I feel like, okay, this is a Black Mirror episode. Sandra Napero feels greater than that. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because the act the the the, the, the actors and actresses in that one are so fantastic. I don't know if it's such a good story. I don't know if just the relationship is so uh, uh, well portrayed in that episode. I know for myself, I love the time jumps in the episode. I love the the 80s and then the early 80s and then the 1990s and then the 2000s. Not spoiling anything, but there is an alternate reality in the episode, and I'm not going to get into the details of it. I just, when I watched that episode, and I rewatched it last night, I just, when I watched that episode, feel like I'm watching something greater like I think the acting is above par you genuinely care for these characters I think it's interesting that there's a song called girlfriend in a coma which is uh, a song by the smiths that appears in the episode so well put into the episode when you know what goes on in the episode um, it's it's captivating in the sense that for for 28 minutes while you're watching this episode you're watching this relationship and then it flips into something else and you are now on a different journey with these same people and then it flips again. It just, it, it's just a solid, solid episode that um, also 
has a great ending. Not to spoil anything, but it has a good ending. San Junipero is my number two. Yeah, I, I thought of that one for my list, too. I was, and, I, and I think that was actually when I was, and, you know, look, the order of these things, it's so, I was considering it as a number five, and then I was like, ah, uh-huh. National Anthem is a, is the way to start the oh. podcast. Uh, you start the podcast with National Anthem. That's how you get down I can't upset. believe you still did that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, San Junipero might be one of the, I mean, kind of like with Hanging the G- DJ, one of the lighter episodes. Not to mean it, it's not like, you know, it it won Emmys, right? Um, but, right. Um, but in one of the more feel-good episodes, and it, yeah, it has those mm-hmm. different time jumps that you talked about, the 80s. And, the 90s, and that's that's always fun. It's always fun when Black Mirror goes to the 80s and cranks up that 80s music and stuff and those 80s costumes. I mean, Belinda Carlisle's Heaven is a Place on Earth it appears in that in that episode a ton of times, and that song is fantastic. Yeah. What's not to love? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, good choice. Good choice. I, I, I like Thank that you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I guess your number one? Oh, man, I don't want you to be disappointed, but you can. There's two that I think it has to be. There's two that I, ha- that I think it has to be. So I'm going to guess first. Number one is USS Callister. Number one is USS Callister. Yes. Okay. Talk about USS Callister, please. Yeah. And I didn't know this was going to be my number one. You know, you asked me. I just had a feeling that was You didn't ask me what my list was, one. but we, we were texting the other day, and I was telling you I had I had no idea what my list was going to be. But that's, this is where oh, it is. Oh, really? Yeah. So okay. it stars uh, Jesse Plemons, who, you know. Who's amazing. From I didn't, Friday Night Lights, I believe. Yep. Uh, yep. Second season of Fargo, a bunch of other stuff. Breaking Bad, yeah. Um, and then uh, Kristen Milioti from How I Met Your yep. Mother, uh, and then also uh, Jimmy Simpson from Westworld and other things is in it. Um, but basically, it starts off and it's like an episode of Star Trek where Jesse Plemons <laughs> is essentially like your Captain Kirk, um, and he's on a, a what looks very much like the you know what do you call it like the the deck of the enterprise whatever you call it you are asking the wrong person oh, man. uh well me i don't watch Star <laughs> if my Trek brother-in-law either. glenn was on the show he could help you out tremendously yeah people somebody's scr- somebody's screaming right now listening to this um but anyway Trekkies, i'm sorry they're dressed up in in you know clothes that looks straight out of star trek and he's you know telling them what to do and you know all this stuff and then you realize shortly thereafter that that was like a virtual reality world he was in. And actually he's the chief technology officer of this video game company. And he's actually, he's not very well respected, even though he helped build the company and, you know, people at work kind of, you know, are demeaning to him, talk down to him. And then you start to realize that people at his work look the, the same as the people in his virtual reality world and um and so like you know after work he'll go back to his little virtual reality world and like berate the doppelgangers of the people from his work you're like oh that's this is really kind of he's kind of twisted here but you really don't know quite how twisted he is until the story progresses even further and further mm-hmm. and you start to see what's actually going on here is even worse than it appears and it's you know but then it, 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 the, the reason for putting it at number one is like it actually does have a really good plot too it does get it does it, it does get dark it does make you kind of feel kind of queasy and gross at times but mm-hmm. you know but it has characters you can root for you know mm-hmm. um and it, you know ultimately i think it has a good ending too um it's a well-told story oh, definitely uh, so yeah it, it's my number one i think it's a it's a really good episode of black mirror i mean i guess 
you know, to the extent we're recommending something, I guess I do recommend USS Callister. I guess I recommend it. <laughs> you know, put my name on that. Um, USS Callister does not appear on my list. And that was the one that I thought to myself, I feel badly for not putting on my list because it is a great episode. It won four Emmys. Jesse Plemons. What's her name? Christina Milanati. Is that how you say her name? Yeah. Miliati, I think. Miliati. Uh, no end. Um, so good in that episode. It is, it is, it is funny at times. You're rooting for Jesse Plemons and then you're kind of against, not kind of, you're against Jesse Plemons. Like it's, 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 it's very very good when it comes to the plot. I think, and I know this is going to sound crazy because I am so not connected to Star Trek or anything like that. That's what knocked it off the list for me. Like, I think if it was something else, I might've enjoyed it a little bit more, but I'm so not in that Star Trek world that I was like, eh, whatever. But it makes sense why it's a Star Trek world. You know, I, I, um, so yeah, that's it, a good one. If his like virtual reality world was like parks and recreation. Yes. Yes. Like, if it was I'm like in, a comedy I'm on in. NBC Thursday nights, I'd be like, this is the greatest episode ever. <laughs> but that also ends with, with a feel good feeling at the end. Like, I mean, it kind of, yeah, <laughs> kind of. I did think about rewatching that one and that one was on my short list, but I was like, you know what? I just, I don't think it is one of my favorites, um, but it is a great episode. I, I am, I, I would recommend that one along with my other five to, um, to anybody that was wanting to experience Black Mirror. Okay, so if not if not USS Callister, what made your number one? All right, my number one, I'm going to have John play a quick clip. The blessed DJ Because the music that constantly play On the song is the title to hang the dj season four episode four hang the dj jeremy i love this episode so much i cannot put this episode higher than any other episode i am squeezing my hands so firmly right now because i can't even tell you it's the episode i've watched the most of that show it makes me smile i get a little teary-eyed do not judge me i get goosebumps i love the episode of of hang the dj i also love that you don't know what hang the dj means until the last 30 seconds of that episode and you're like okay i get it well played black mirror title creators that is fantastic um but i i I don't know if i have a ton to say more in addition to yours except for the fact that you love these characters you want them together when they're able to reconnect at the party, my heart just leaps. Um, they, they, I, gosh, I can't give it away, but they just are so in love with each other. And being that it's a, it's a comment on, um, you know, relationships now, the dating apps of, of now, it's funny. There's actually one part of the, of the episode where they're like, oh, could you imagine that we, if we tried to do this without the dating app, could you imagine what 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 this would have been like and and i can't quite figure out the logistics like if you sign up for your coach for this little app do you have to enter like a dome like i couldn't quite figure out exactly what what the logistics were that's not the point i know of it um but the point is is that this episode um i will tell you it is it is the best feel good episode of of the entire show black mirror uh uh uh, uh, a series that is not meant always to 
let you feel good. This one is the anomaly, along with San Junipero and maybe maybe one others like USS Callister. Um, but this this is my number one without a doubt. I can't even I can't even praise how much I love this episode enough. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's my you know it was my number two. It's 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 great. Um, yeah, and it is an interesting commentary on you know dating apps and things like that. And it's kind of like you know what if you really just you know gave over all control on this thing and you right? know because like because the characters you know they end up you know if they have a long period of time they're going to be together they they go from dinner to like living in this house together, you know, mm-hmm. and for whatever the predetermined time is and just trying to either, you know, have a great time with somebody they're really compatible with or, you know, keep looking at their device to see when it's going to be over because they hate the person yeah. they're stuck with. So it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting, but it's, you know, it's, it's a really good episode. My heart hurts the entire time when that main character, I think his name is Frank. When Frank, gets with that that second that second date and it's a year long and it is just torturous for him and then when they both find out oh I can't I can't keep talking about it audience listen I want to talk about everything about this episode I want to spoil everything but I'm not going to because that's not the point right now of this of this episode please watch hang the DJ do not watch national anthem right all right right so don't watch Jeremy. don't watch Jeremy's list watch Dan's list <laughs> Go to USS Calster. That's what I heard. That's what you heard. Look, if you have Netflix, get on Netflix, go to season four. That's all I have to say. And remember, you can watch these episodes independently of the of each other. You don't necessarily have to watch them in any order. We encourage you not to. Um, Jeremy, talk a little bit about Bandersnatch the movie. Did you like it? Because you said you recently watched it, right? Yeah. I did, and obviously it didn't make my list. I did not like it. No. I'll just say that. No. Um, you know, basically, it's a choose-your-own-adventure story. Mm-hmm. That's that's how they it's set up. That's not a surprise. And so the way that it's set up is, you know, it, it, I think your first choice is what kind of cereal he's going to have that day. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and you, with your remote, pick what kind of cereal he's going to have. And the choices beyond that are usually a little bit more plot-significant. and. Yep. That, you know, do you want to go this way or you want to go that way? You want to follow this person or do you want to go to the therapy session? And, you know, if you do one or the other, it sends you down like a decision tree of -hmm. the story. And the story is there's this character who's obsessing over this big choose your own adventure book called The Bandersnatch. Mm -hmm. It's like this mythology lore story. And then he's making a video game based off of it and this is in the 80s so it's this, it uh, looks like this hideous video game that's a bunch of binary <laughs> choices pick this or that which is what you're doing in the episode and then you know it could even get it could even get to the meta point where like he realizes there's somebody controlling him and he's you know or thinks there is um and there are all sorts of different endings to it i, I got one ending I couldn't have got to it soon enough. I, I, I wanted to like throw him off the balcony at one point and just be done with him. And and the so, so, so I really didn't like having the binary choices. I didn't like that like sometimes when you chose something, it would kind of rewind you. But like if it was yes. wrong, it would rewind yes. you back a bit and then make you pick the right thing essentially. And it's like, no, yeah. I picked that. Have a story that goes that way. But also the worst part of it was, I didn't like the story. I didn't like the yeah. character. I wasn't invested. Yeah. There's a point 
when his therapist, at least in the what I watched, was saying, mm-hmm. you know, is this not entertaining? Like, if you're, if you yeah. think that you're in some sort of world and people are watching you, wouldn't it be entertaining? And Melissa and I are sitting there, like, wait a minute, writers of this episode, think about what you're saying. Shouldn't you have uh-huh. made the episode entertaining? Because it's not. Yeah, it wasn't entertaining. I didn't care about the character. I wanted it to be over. I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? What was your experience? Did you like it? So I'll I'll tell you that I agree with just about almost everything that you said there. When I I watched it right away when it came out because I thought, oh, what a cool idea! This choose your own adventure. But here's what I noticed about myself: is I went the boring routes. I went the routes of like what I wanted. I wanted good things to happen, and they clearly don't want you to choose the good right thing. Right. And I remember they got to a point where it was like, do this or kill him, and I said, I don't like that. I don't want to choose kill him. No. So I chose the other thing. And then, and then that's the same thing. Like it goes down boring routes, you know, um, it gets gets very very weird at times. Like, and I'll tell you, I invested more time than I should have invested the very first, like when it originally came out, because I wanted to explore a bunch of different opportunities. And you know, there's a monster at one point. I mean, it just like, I am glad that I tried it, but I. I agree with you. I didn't like the character. I didn't like the premise. I didn't like that it was making me feel bad and doing things that I didn't want to do. Um, so yeah, Bandersnatch. Uh, you know, it's 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 a cool premise. Maybe give it a shot, but I I I don't think it's fantastic. Yeah, I just wish they'd written a better story to go with it. Um, something where you were mm-hmm. like, ooh, I really want to see what happens down the other choice. I really, I'm curious. As opposed to, yes, I don't care. When is this over? <laughs> Yeah. That's yeah, how I totally. felt totally the whole time. Yeah. You're like, can I just wrap this up? It was funny because the very first time I did it, I chose the, the selections that got me to the end in like three minutes. Like I was like, oh, well, <laughs> lucky. I guess I'm I guess I'm stupid. This was boring. <laughs> no, Jeremy, to end off today, let me just tell you that I did something different. OK, so if you Google Black Mirror episodes ranked, there's a ton of websites So I took the first five, actually I shouldn't say that, the first four and then the sixth one that was on the list, okay, I actually skipped Rotten Tomatoes because it didn't do what I wanted it to do, and I chose the top five of those five websites, okay? Then what I did is I put it in a spreadsheet. (laughs) This is very nerdy, go on. I know. And then I said, okay, if it, if they said it was number one, I'm going to give it five points and then back up to, you know, if it's number five, it gets one point. And then I'm going to total it up and I'm going to say, okay, these are the five best episodes. Okay. So I did this list and I think that you'll think it's interesting. And if not, well then whatever. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, there's 10 that were on the list. So out of those five websites, five choosing only 10 were like listed, like there was a lot of overlap, okay? So you ready to hear them? Ready. Number 10 with one point, Hated in the Nation. Okay. Additionally with, additionally with one point is Metalhead and White Bear. So two of mine are down there with one point. Now remember, there's 22 episodes of Black Mirror. These are the 10 according to these, you know, five websites and all my math skills, okay? Um, next with three points is White Christmas. After that, National Anthem was ranked number one on one of the lists, so it gets five points. <laughs> oh no, 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 it's not. It's not ranked number one. Excuse me. Um, it's 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 on two different lists. It gotcha. gives it five points. Gotcha. Okay. One that we didn't talk about that I wondered if it popped up would be Nosedive. Got six points. Yeah, yeah. 
entire entire history of you got 12 points. Okay. San Junipero got 14 points. Sure. And then two tied at number one. USS Callister got 16 points. And do you have a guess what the other one with 16 points is? We did not mention it at all today. What? What? What is it? Be right back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> frankly, I'm surprised that San Junipero isn't like number one in a lot of these lists. I thought it would be too. That's kind of what I, that's kind of my sense of the consensus. And so I thought I was being a little bit of a, you know, uh, different by not putting it on my list. And I like it. There's no, it could be on my list. It could be number one. Sure. Um, Be right back. uh, That is Dom Hall Gleason, right? Yeah. And he's really good at it. And so is the other actor. Um, she's it's, amazing it's just the story is not my favorite and like, no and it it kind of is an episode that like if it were like a line graph it would just kind of go down 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 for me like it's worse and worse like and it's not yeah. it's not because it's so dark it's just kind of <clears throat> i'm not i don't like where it goes and it's kind of sad i was sad exactly it's sad it made me so sad at the end yeah i mean basically you know for people who don't know there's a character you know, a couple that are together, the guy dies, and then the the wife or girlfriend, I can't recall, discovers mm-hmm. that she, like, had, like can kind of make, like, an artificial intelligence version of him based on re- recordings of his voice and things. And uh-huh. then it goes a little bit farther and a little bit farther. Uh, but, you know, I mean, if you hear that laid out it might not sound like that would bring happiness to you if you built like right. an artificial <laughs> an artificial version of your spouse or significant other and that's kind of where the episode goes and you can watch it for yourself if you want to and it has good acting in it and obviously people you know who make lists like you know not not yeah. on a po- not on a podcast as far as i know <laughs> but they just type it up i guess and just put it online you know think it's good um but it's not it's not what I despise. There's that one yeah. there's a there's a political one with a cartoon something or other that is just awful. That one I despise. I despise that one's horrible. I, I, I think that's a bad episode. Um, yeah, oh it's horrible. It's but, horrible. Anyway. Huh? Interesting. Interesting. Well, and here's the thing. Nosedive, I wondered if I wanted to put on my list because Nosedive also felt very real to me. And the basic premise of Nosedive is that you can, in time, in a moment, either rate somebody positively or rate somebody negatively. And then that affects you when it comes to different things. So if you go to try to rent a car, if the people renting you the car see that you have a lower rating, they won't want to, like rent a car to you or they're going to rent a really junky car to you. And I mean, if we think about like Facebook and all of our social medias where we like things or we dislike things, nosedive didn't feel like it was too far off. And that one has Bryce Dallas Howard in it. Great actress. And, uh, I, that one felt uncomfortable to me. And I like where it goes, actually. I like the ending. But yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of like the Uber thing where like, okay, I had this ride. Yeah. How many stars do you get? Like, it's just, it yeah. takes it takes that to the, you know, the next level. Um, and it's it's an interesting and compelling story. And it's interesting to see where it goes as, it, as she's, you know, slowly kind of being driven mad by this, this whole, this whole setup. So I, 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 I considered that one, honestly, but it just wasn't one of my favorites. And the only other one that I would say, uh, like yours, uh, you know, National Anthem, the only other one that I would say not to watch or or maybe wait to the very end if you're ever going to watch an episode of, of Black Mirror, uh, for me, it's Crocodile. Crocodile is horrifying, horrifying. And I just, I, 
oh, did it affect my mood? I can't. I don't even want to talk about it because I hate it that much. So, uh, crocodile save till never. <laughs> That's. I mean, and, and and I think like that is a is something that needs to be underscored. And it's true. I, and I'm being I, I'm joking, but I'm being serious. Like I am not recommending that you watch na- national anthem. And I recommend correct mo- Good. for most people. I'm recommending that you do not watch it because you will not like it. <laughs> And it will, and that's the thing, like when you say, oh, it affected my mood, or I say it, 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 it was very visceral, like I, I'm not being hyperbolic and I don't think you are either. Like uh, unlike no. any other, and that's, to get back to the very beginning of this, this is a good bookend. This is why I picked this show. It's like, I yeah. don't know of another show where I watch an episode and afterwards it affects me so much. And I'm like, and, mm-hmm. all, and, and unfor- you know, unfortunately or not, like often it's like a sick feeling. You're like, ugh, I need sure. to, I need to go listen to Dan's uh, Parks and Rec episode to make myself feel better. <laughs> you know, <laughs> plug, I'll plug your podcast on your podcast. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Emma Vogel I, will appreciate that. <laughs> I just don't know of another show that makes you feel this way. And maybe I don't seek out a lot of shows that would make you feel this way, but Black Mirror definitely is affecting. Well, I would say to people, watch Hang the DJ, watch USS Callister, watch San Junipero. Those are three that I would say watch because they're great episodes. Agreed. They end well. They're very interesting. I just think that they're the best ones of the... Obviously, I didn't put USS Callister on my list, but I think that they're fantastic. And if you really want, you can watch the Miley Cyrus episode. <laughs> I didn't mind that one, Jeremy. No, I think that one is positive, actually, in the end. And it and it actually <laughs> is low on a lot of lists. Those lists that I looked at that had that one at the end, and I was like, I don't actually mind the Miley Cyrus episode. Oh, golly. Jeremy, thank you so much for talking about Black Mirror today, even though we might feel a little awful right now. Yeah, thanks for having me, as always. It's been fun. <laughs> it was a great time. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I know what was on your list of questions. Where is Lost in Lists on the internet? First, Lost in Lists has its own Facebook page and Twitter account. On Facebook, just search us at Lost in Lists. And on Twitter, we are at In Lists. Also, we have our own website, LostInLists.com. Check it out. There's a lot of fun stuff on there. Guess what? Lost in Lists is on just about every major podcast platform. So wherever you listen, please show us some love. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Again, subscribe, rate, and review. Especially if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts. If you do, leave us a five-star review and a praiseworthy comment. I mean, only if you want to. It doesn't validate me as a human being or anything. Whatever. Anyway... If you have a podcast topic suggestion, or you would like to share some tips and advice, we'll take it. Feel free to email me at dan at lostinlists.com. That's D-A-N at L-O-S-T-I-N-L-I-S-T-S dot com. Anchor gives you an opportunity to donate money. So if you want to contribute to Lost in Lists, I'll take it. Look, I'm not too proud to admit it. If not, I'm not offended. Lost in Lists is hosted by me. Dan Conopasic. It's produced and edited by the amazing John Andrus. Thanks again, and you are definitely not lost on my list. Bye!